0: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
1: Hey, next on the Teen Nation, thanks for tuning in to this segment of the show featuring our resident director of instruction, Tom Patrick. And thank you so much for your continued support. The show is currently ranked number three in the Podcast Magazine Hot 50 list. We've been number two in June and July. We're number three in August. We certainly appreciate your vote. You can do so daily by going online to podcastmagazine.com forward slash hot 50. You guys have been fantastic. This is your show, and you're certainly showing that by your votes. Thank you so very much. You all are fantastic. Enjoy this segment. And folks, this segment of the show is brought to you by TaylorMade. Golf's an interesting game because the better you hit the ball, the fewer shots you have to hit. That means the better you hit the ball, the less golf you actually have to play. That's why TaylorMade made the all-new Stealth Irons. TaylorMade Stealth Irons feature a cat back design and a 3D toe wrap designed to help deliver increased distance through the bag and more forgiveness on those occasional or maybe not so occasional less than perfect shots. The result? Better shots more often so you get to have more fun more often. So if you're the kind of golfer who wants to play less golf more often, try the all-new Stealth Irons from TaylorMade, Beyond Driven. All right, now back with me is our resident director of instruction, Tom Patrick. If you want to take your game to the next level this summer, folks, go see Tom at Farmington Country Club up in Charlottesville, Virginia. So if you're anywhere in the Virginia, West Virginia, or D.C. areas, take that short drive and go see him there. If you're anywhere else, Download the V1 video app and send him videos of your golf swing. He can help get you dialed in through that app. Be sure to check out his website, TomPatry.com, and give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram at TomPatrickGolf. Don't forget to subscribe to his YouTube channel. You're going to be able to find nearly 150 free playing lessons available to you on Tom's channel. He is a member of the Titleist Leadership Advisory Board, and it always does my heart good to say he's back with me here on Next on the Tee. T.P., how are you, my friend? Thirsty boy! <laughs> oh, how I've missed that. T.P., how you doing, my friend? Well, one, one small correction, Chris. <clears throat> YouTube has now gone to 300 lessons. Wow. 300 yeah. free lessons. Yeah. We went from, Look at you. Went from 150 to 300. Wow. That's yeah. outstanding. That is yes, and it's free. Yeah,
0: it's fine. It's fun. Yeah, and by the way, and by the way. Yes, and and the score is ten nothing. Thanks very much for that, Scott. I'm very kind to of you.
1: Very kind. <laughs> what do you have to Twenty four, twenty five innings now? Since the last time it's, a Yankee uh, scored a run? Uh, I'm, I'm Was it the Obama administration?
0: I'm, I'm hemorrhaging and you're si- you're sticking a knife in my gut. That's really nice That's right. say <laughs> my good friend Chris. my good friend Christmas Carroll. My fellow Paivon. on has gone.
1: Nice gone. Beautiful. So you're actually speaking of sticking a knife in you. You're actually just on the on the other side of COVID nineteen, right? You, you had a little outbreak there. Yep.
0: You yeah, okay? Yeah, really fun. A week ago, a week ago Sunday, because Denise, Denise was coming up here for the first time ever to see Charlottesville. Come in on Sunday, came home from work. I had a little bit of a head cold, no problem. Made a little dinner. I took a couple. Was going to take a couple days off during the week and show around and. Monday morning, I get up. I don't feel too good. I test positive, of course. By the time Tuesday afternoon came around, I thought I was going to the hospital. It was like like there was a truck on my chest. I couldn't breathe. Hot and cold flashes, sweating. My back locked up. Um, my head felt like it was going to explode. It was unbelievable. I mean, it was really bad, really bad. So, so, so Mr. Patrick had a nice week spending the week in the apartment watching the morning water with me. It was really nice. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Give <laughs> me a face time. Very,
0: very romantic. You okay now? Are, 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 are yeah, you I I coming out of it. I feel better. Yeah, I'm so. I'm i back to work. I I guess I'm about 95 percent. every once in a while I get a little hacking cough, but I'm I'm fine.
1: I'm fine. Yeah. That's good news. <laughs> I'm so All right, so let's get that's into that's it good. tonight. And we haven't had we haven't really spent much time together over the last month or so, and we've had a lot of developments with with Live Golf. We've had. You know, Bubba Watson go that way, Charles Hell the third go that way. We've had some of the players over on the live side try to sue the PGA Tour to get 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 to be a part of the FedEx Cup playoffs, and that got shot down, which I think was good news for a lot of people. But your thoughts on what's happened over the last month or so with the uh, Live Golf and the PGA Tour?
0: Well the greatest single quote in the last month was Charles Hell the third saying, I didn't go to Live Golf for the money. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was incredible. You're not Charles buying why that? I exactly did you go? Why, Charles? Did you go for the Budweiser? Why did you go? Tell me, Charles. <laughs> Chucky Chucky Three Stick just took his split <laughs> right in it. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, Chris, it just remains it re- remains in my in my world to be extremely disappointing. Um, I, I, I listen. There's only one reason you're going, boys and girls. You're going for the money. And so many wonderful human beings have gone. You know Patrick Reed, Pat Perez, you know Dustin Johnson, you know you know really stand up guys that are really really you know on on the uh, <laughs> uh, guys guys always take the higher you know you know really good guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't you know listen. I I I heard a really interesting thing that I was listening to a to a XM PJ Tour radio and um, Ted but one of the great. Golf Minds of All Time was on talking about how could you not go for the money. And I I just thought, listen, I, I get it. It's a lot of money. It's Saudi money. It's 54 holes. It's no cut. Where do you watch it? You know, eight, you know shotgun starts, music blaring in the background. What the hell does that have to do with golf? Just tell me, what does it have to do with golf? I just don't get it. Um, where's your legacy going to be? How are you going to be remembered? I guess it doesn't matter. I guess this generation doesn't care about those things.
1: So, Tom, today Tiger was having a players-only meeting. We haven't heard yet what was said during that meeting. It might have been a rah-rah meeting for the top players to stick around and be a part of the PGA Tour, not to go over to live. Perhaps some things, maybe he's been talking with Jay Monahan about doing next season or, or down the road. Who knows? But if you if we're gonna speculate, what do you think might have gone on in that room? Well,
0: I mean, certainly part of the meeting has to be rah rah. It has to be. Um, and with with the younger generation, they they still they're still let's face it, they're still in awe of Tiger Woods. I mean, he's still in their world was the person when they were growing up that was probably all of their great you know collective greatest greatest influence. So they all want to hear what he has to say. Um, But if you're sitting in the back of the room again, and and I'm going to take the other side for a second, which this side I don't really like, and you just finished 123rd on the money list, and you're looking at a guy who's worth a billion dollars, can, can you really relate to that? And and it's easy for you to sit back there and say, well, it's easy for you, Tiger, you know, but they're going to offer me, you know, 50 or 60 million dollars to go over and hang out. It's. For, for the for the generation, you know, the generation I teach now, Chris, it's really interesting. When I ask my juniors, I say to them, you know, tell me a little bit about Arnold Palmer. Tell me, you know, you know, some of the accomplishments of Jack Nicklaus, or they, they can't, they they can't. Um, I think the legacy and the historical aspect of golf and where we came from has been lost in this generation. Um, my kids, my juniors, and my college players. They couldn't tell you how many majors Arnold won. They couldn't tell you necessarily how many majors Jack won. How's that? Uh, they can tell you a little bit about Tiger. They can tell you a little bit about Tiger, but they they don't have a historical perspective. It's been lost. We, we've we've allowed that to be diluted and and drift away. That's not important. Uh, it, it is important to us, to you and I, in our generation, but but not really to them. So tell them. Legacy to sell them historical perspective to sell them you know building a brand it's it's a hard sell it's a hard sell.
1: So Tom, let's take that perspective a step further. For the guys that are they're done right we're in the playoffs now top seventy all that sort of stuff a lot of guys have been eliminated and they're they're at home. So if you're one of those guys you know you you've been a you've been bouncing around inside there around top 50, 60, 70, back in and out and now you're you're at home. They they call you up on the phone. You get the call from Greg Norman. You're going to get 20, 30, 40 million dollars to come over and play live. Do do we blame those guys? Do we blame just the the Dustin Johnsons and you know guys of that ilk because they're they've been number one player in the world. They've been in the top 10, they've been in the top 20. You don't need to worry about theoretically unless you're just living crazy about the 100 million 150 million that you got you were doing okay before now you're just going over there for the money grab do we do we reserve our we blame you guys those top guys who probably didn't need the money for going but the other guys that have been in the fringes you know who knows if they keep their tour card a year or two from now and all of a sudden you know they essentially hit the lottery do we blame those guys is it different for for who you are for how we view you on this whole thing,
0: it's a great question, Chris. It really is a great question. I mean, to me, you know, again, I, it's hard to get inside somebody else's head, and it's than probably to get inside my head. But, you know, I I go back, and I I know what the other side is going to argue this with me. I go back to a, a date that that we remember it was called 9/11, and we go back to the fact that you know a very high percentage of those people that participated were were sorted. And and I and I get it. I get the PGA Tour has sponsors and sponsorships that do business with Saudi Arabia or are, you know, n- not Boy Scouts in their own right. But the P- nobody on the PGA Tour cuts people's heads off or shoots people. Uh, and, and I had I had seven very close personal friends in those two towers. Um, so it, I come at it from a whole different place. And it's hard for me to get past that. Um, again, the next generation, you know some of these kids we're talking about don't remember 9-11 uh, on a personal basis. It's something they read about in a history book. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't have the same attachment to them and they don't see the connection. Um, I have a problem ethically and morally before I have a problem financially or a question financially. So it's hard for me to answer that question, but I I understand as much as I can understand your question. And when sitting at home, somebody gets a phone call and says they're going to give you 25 or 30 million dollars um, because they don't view Saudi Arabia in the same light with the same connection that I do.
1: Tom, you mentioned sponsors, and one of the things that I've been sort of wondering over the last month or so is does Jay Monahan have another problem on his hands because one of their sponsors, their major sponsor, Sponsor of their playoffs, the sponsor of of the Tour Championship, FedEx has decided to invest four hundred million dollars in Saudi Arabia to build infrastructure, start doing business over there. Is that something he's going to need to address, or do you think he can just sort of sweep that under the rug?
0: I don't think it's a question of sweeping under the rug. I think I think you know investments like that were probably all the parties involved were probably aware of those investments two and three years ago. Uh, FedEx does business all over the world. They do business in Moscow. They do business in Beijing, China. They, you know, they do business a lot of places um, that we're not particularly fond of. It's it's a it's a global company. It always has been, and they were in Saudi Arabia long before they even sponsored the FedEx Cup. So no, I don't think that's really an issue. I think that's part of them doing business globally. Um, did the announcement come at a great time? <laughs> no, that <not laughs> didn't come at a very good time at all but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's an issue.
1: Tom, I asked this question of Bob Friend last week, and I know you and Friendly have known each other for a long time. I'm going to ask the same question of Mark Calcavecchia when he joins the show here in a bit. But one thing that I think that Liv is getting right is that all the players get paid each week. Now, I'm not advocating that guys on the PGA Tour who missed the cut should get $100,000, but I do think they should be getting paid something, at least their expenses, for the week covered, maybe you know five six grand, whatever it is, kind of like uh someone like me on a business trip would just you know put in their expense report and get it and get reimbursed for what you had out of pocket um your thoughts on that did, did, is is that a is that something that we we need to start to look at on the p g a tour is is get these guys uh paid for their expenses week after week before particularly for the guys like I say again, at the bottom of the order. Guys that are making cuts, grinding away each each week to make a cut, so that you know they they can continue to try to keep their tour card, continue to try to play, and not have it be an issue that one day the well might run dry. Let me ask you a
0: question, Chris. If Arnold Palmer was alive and you proposed to him ten years ago that we should give everybody makes everyone misses a cut uh, some money, what do you think he would have said?
1: No, oh, I'm with you. I'm sure I'm sure Mr. Palmer wouldn't have, wouldn't have been for it. But that doesn't mean that it's not time to evolve a little bit. I mean, we I, I, everything I, I, I evolves. You know,
0: I think I think it's going to definitely evolve. The model's going to change. The PGA Tour model is going to change um, because it's going to be forced to change. And if nothing else, what Liv's done is it's, it's exposed um, the financials of the PGA Tour and and how money is being moved around or distributed. But I think it's going to force things to be changed to some degree. Now, does that mean guys that Mr. Cut should be paid or will be paid? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't think you do either. But I think there will be some. I think there will be some significant changes in the next, you know, one to three years with the model and distribution of monies in some way, shape, or form.
1: Hi, right, let's switch gears a little bit. And speaking of FedEx, last week was the start of the tour's playoff, right? The FedEx St. Jude Classic. Will Zalatoris gets his first PGA Tour victory. So happy for Will! What would you think about what you saw, and how loudly were you <laughs> yelling at the TV screen when it looked like Zalatoris might try to play that ball that was sort of in the crevice between the rock and the rough there, out the uh, off the green, in the last playoff ball?
0: You know, one of the things about you know golf tournaments on TV now, in the PGA Tour, is the coverage is so good, and the camera angles are so good. The use of drones are so good now. And we and we had a pretty clear view that that golf ball was in a pretty precarious place and kind of wedged under some zoja grass and with the rocks and and the wall there and it, to me the, at first glance it didn't look like there's any way first he could get the club on the ball and if he did get it on the ball he was going to drive it right into that zoja or he was going to come back and hit you the player or miss you and go back into the pond. So the fact that they contemplated that long, I was having visions of John Vanderbilt, and and in various situations in, in our history, and I'm saying to myself, if I'm the caddy, I'm going to tackle this guy, put him on my back, and carry him back to the drop area. <laughs> I mean, do not hit that golf ball. Then and then you know, Straka, you know, obviously, you know, it's a terrible drop shot into that back bunker, and there's no question at all, and he's still standing there contemplating it, and I'm like. God almighty, somebody tackle this guy.
1: He he's he's
0: he's got this thing won. Just go back and drop it. It seems like an eternity that they stood there discussing it and thinking about it and saying, am I am I missing something here? No, I, I was I was crazy watching that. Crazy. I'm so happy he won. <laughs> um I've been pulling for him the whole year and, and, and obviously he's had so many great misses and, and where he didn't even do anything wrong and just, you know, got Got outplayed by one shot at the you know at the at the buzzer, but uh, it, w- it was a great victory for him and and uh, I think a popular victory. I would I would have to guess a popular victory on tour. He's a hell of a ball striker, and I know he's got a bad rap on his putting, but he made a couple of really clutch putts uh, coming down the stretch there, the one on eighteen and and the one to keep the playoff moving along. But uh, great great win, great win.
1: Tom, just a couple more before I let you go and. I know you've got a couple of friends, Jim Roy, who had a, a great amateur career up in uh, your home state of New York. He's in the Syracuse Sports Hall of Fame. Your other good friend, Buddy Alexander, who's one of the all-time great college coaches, also a former U.S. amateur champion. There's a pretty cool story about both of their sons. Do you mind sharing that one?
0: Yeah, well, both of those guys, Jim Roy, uh, not only was a great amateur player, Chris, but PGA Tour card one year and then got his amateur status back one Playing three or four New York State amateurs and and various you know good sized amateur tournaments in the Northeast, and then actually got his Champions Tour card one year, um, and I spent some time working with Jim, and then uh, Buddy Alexander, as you said, was you know, was a U.S. Amateur champion, Walker Cup player. His father, Skip Alexander, was a Ryder Cup player. Uh, both of their sons this this past week, uh, off the corn fair, top twenty five, got their tour cards, and I couldn't even. I'm more happy. I spoke to both of them on the phone um, as well as by text. Uh, Kevin Roy, Jim's son, and then uh, Tyson Alexander, Buddy's son, both got through uh, in the top 25 Ferry and will be PGA Tour members this year. And you talk about two proud poppers. I mean, those guys are just so... I do I was more excited, dads or sons. But I, I had to go with the dads because they were, they were over the moon. Um, so uh, two separate... Uh, she of the pass to get there. Kevin White was a, was a college team at Xana Shopley, and, uh, and Tyson Alexander played for Buddy at the University of Florida and has been out there. I think I think Tyson is 33 now. He's been out there grinding a long time. Um, so just couldn't have been happier for both of those guys. It, it, it's going to be fun to see him out there this year, and I you know, certainly wish him all the best.
1: And, Tom, I've got my next guest, Mark Halkovecchia, hanging on the line, and, You've got a a, a story about one of his former teammates at the University of Florida, Rick Pearson. Share that story.
0: Yeah. First of all, Mark Calcavecchi is one of my all-time favorites. Just We played college golf against each other, and uh, he was part of a really good University of Florida team. Uh, Kenny Green, Rick Pearson, Billy Britton, David Peoples, uh, Larry Rents, all really good players. I mean, it was a really good team. Uh, Rick Pearson, I'm trying, I was trying to remember for the life of me, Chris, what tournament was that, but we were getting in the van at our Florida Southern van, getting ready to leave a tournament. And, and Florida was in the van next to us, packing up to get ready to go at the end of the tournament. And I looked over and Rick Pearson was tying a ping, his ping putter with a piece of rope to the back bumper of the University of Florida team van. And I looked over and I said, what's going on here? And Rick said, "This putter just screwed me the whole week, so I'm gonna drag this son of a bitch all the way back to Gainesville." Uh, and I, I, I never, I, ne- I never, I never laughed so hard in my life. You got to ask Calc if he remembers that story, because I'm sure I'm sure he does. But Rick Pearson was a really good player, And obviously had a bad putting week and was pissed off at his putter. But that, that 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 team had more personality on it than maybe any other college team in the history of college college golf, and there were five, you know, really funny. Talented, you know, just zany guys, and Couch was one of them, and and, and certainly Couch Free was wonderful, and uh, and and one of my all-time favorites. Couch just just a good, just a good guy.
1: Tom, before I let you go, remind our listeners again how can they stay up to date with all the great things you're doing? Follow you online and on social media, and again, those 300 free lessons out there on your YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, the YouTube channel has been a lot of fun, Chris. I've been, I put my heart and soul to that thing. We got up to 300 videos now. Um, some of them are instructional, some of them are equipment related, some are teaching aids. Uh, but it's a cool place to poke your nose in if you want some information. And obviously the obvious spot, LinkedIn and Twitter and, and Instagram. Instagram is where I'm, I'm most active. But, uh, the thing we really should be talking about is how you guys at next on the T. And that great football show, of have that podcast list, man. You're doing a hell of a job, Christopher, man. We just love everything you're doing. All of us too, uh are on your show, we we talk behind the scenes a little bit. I know I talk to Grissett all the time, and and we just enjoy being on with you. You're the greatest, my man.
1: Hmm. I appreciate the you saying that. It her. means a great deal, Kimmy.
0: Chris, the Yankees just scored a run. The Yankees just scored a run. Oh, my goodness. They just a run. <laughs>
1: oh, just my run. goodness. Off this tonight. Good for you as we wrap up our time together. Good for you, my friend. Don't it, stop my know. friend. All the best to you. I hope you. Start, I hope you. Get, you know, I'll get back to 100%. I look forward to catching up with you again in a couple of weeks.
0: Thanks, Chris. Give give Cal my best. I absolutely will.
1: Take care, TP. Catch up soon. Thanks, buddy. That is a great Tom Patry. TomPatry.com is the website. At Tom Patry Golf is where you can find him on Twitter and Instagram and that YouTube channel, folks. Look, I go out there all the time and, and, and watch what he's putting out there. Great lessons from tea to green, and then you get into some of the mental game and all of that sort of stuff. If you want to take your game to the next level, and you're not going to be able to go see Tom in person up there in Charlottesville, the next best thing is to either send him videos through V1 or go out to his YouTube channel, subscribe to it, and watch those lessons. Tom's fantastic, and uh, I just I love the guy. Can't wait to catch up with him again in a couple of weeks. Okay, before I get to my next guest, Mark Kalkovecchia, I want to remind you about a couple of our sponsors, starting with our friends over at Adele Golf. Is your driver adjustable? Of course it is. How about your irons? Didn't think so. Adele's new SMS irons give you adjustability in an iron to match your swing. These new irons come with three weights lined up across the back of the club. By moving the heavyweight to the heel, center, or toe location, you can match the club to your swing instead of vice versa. The result? Total control of the club face for more distance and accuracy. Your irons can't do this. Check them out online by going to adelgolf.com. I also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Squares Golf. Are you like me, always considering new golf equipment, maybe a new driver? Well, let me reset your thinking because I discovered Squares Golf Shoes. The patented Squares Toe provides balance, stability, and a wider base for increased connection to the ground, effectively increasing your swing speed by 2.2 miles per hour and an average of 9 yards of distance. Independent testing proves it. That's right. It's proven in science. Go to Squares.com, get the Squares 30-day money-back guarantee, and use promo code DISTANCE to get $20 off. Remember, distance comes from swing speed, and swing speed comes from your connection to the ground. Squares, the distance golf shoe. Okay, now back in making his fifth appearance with me is 1989 Open champion Mark Calcavecchia. Let me remind you about Mark's background. He's from Laurel, Nebraska. His family moved to West Palm Beach, Florida when he was 13. He won the Florida High School Golf Championship in 1977, played his college golf, as you heard a little bit ago, at the University of Florida from 1978 to 1980, and was named All-SEC in 1979. That season, Mark won the Furman Invitational. He turned pro in 1981, got his first win out on tour at the 1986 Southwest Golf Classic, Mark has one of the lowest tournament scores to par in PGA Tour history when he finished 28 under, a four-round total of 256 at the 2001 Waste Management Open, which featured a second round 60. At the 2009 Canadian Open, he set a record by making nine consecutive birdies during his second round. In all, Mark won 13 times on the PGA Tour, including that 89 Open Championship at Royal Troon in a playoff over Greg Norman and Wayne Grady. He's won four times out on the Champions Tour, and over the course of his career, he's had 193 top 10 finishes and 351 top 25s. He's a great follow on Twitter, at Mark Kauk, and I'm thrilled he is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Mark, thanks for coming back on the show.